You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. Have you ever gone to a coffee shop with someone and have them order? I've got about 16, but I've just picked out four of the best. Have you ever heard someone order a triple venti, half-sweet, non-fat caramel macchiato? Or I'll just have a non-fat frappuccino with extra whipped cream and chocolate. Or how about this one? Uh, uh, Yes, I'd like a venti, iced, skinny, hazelnut, macchiato, sugar-free syrup, extra shot, light ice, whatever light ice is, with no whip. I wish I could have made these up. Or, um, I'm feeling a bit extra today. I'm going to go for a grande chai chai tea latte, three pumps, skim milk, light water, no foam, extra hot. Right? Now, um, that was an actual list. There are many more that are all over the internet. That was an actual list of the most ridiculous orders given to Starbucks baristas. You know, just give me a skinny cap. (laughs) Maybe an extra shot. There was a time when our dear 3P was on a almond which is fine, but then it was like this big, long, convoluted thing and I was like, you just go and order your own. (laughs) I wasn't embarrassed, I just couldn't remember (laughs) all the extra things. So, So, guys, we've become accustomed to living in a world where we can pretty much get or order what we want. You know? Like, this year I was given a budget to not go to the shops, but (laughs) but I can still go to the shops. I am following my budget. I'm just rolling it over into like the next month's coming. So I'm still technically within the budget, but we're accustomed. We just, you know, who would have thought that you can pick up your phone like and order something and in two days it comes to your door. You don't even have to go and touch stuff even though we still like to. But why, why do we do that? Like there used to be an ad, you know. Well, I can't even remember what the, what the product was. But the, the tagline was, because you're worth it. You know, um, I'm not going to drink just plain black coffee today. I'm going to have, and I mean, these poor guys in the service industry. Can we just do a shout out for these people in the service industry or anybody that has to deal with crazy situations and those of us, not me, (laughs) other people, and no one here, no one here. I know that's no one here. You know, so... We can get what we want. We can order what we want and we think nothing of it. We do not care if the person behind the counter, you know, just receives some bad news. Like this, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, kids. I just did like what I always yell out at Pastor Paul. Kids, you can go. <laughs> it's going to be a really cool lesson. I really like the, um, they're learning about weird stuff in the Bible. Yeah. 
So all the things that we go, what was that? That's what they're learning about. So, um, yeah, parents, ask your kids what weird stuff they're – weird things that God uses in the Bible. Back to this. Yes, so we get so accustomed to just going, you know what, I want it this way and I want it this way because, you know, I matter. And yes, we do, but we're in a world where everything is screaming at us. I don't even have to go looking for it. I can just quickly look on Facebook and there's all these ads or there's all these things saying, you deserve it, buy this, buy that. And I am attracted to the shiny thing, so it does work on me. Right? She deserves it. I had a bad week this week, so bye. <laughs> right? It does make us feel better. M- gentlemen, you're like shaking your heads, but don't even. Don't even. <laughs> Just saved your life. Don't even. I'm buying this for the family, everybody. Anyway, now that I've got your attention. But sadly, we apply this, you know, um, mentality or perspective. We, we apply it to every part of our lives, including our relationship with the Word, including our relationship with Jesus. Sometimes our time with Him can go like this. Okay, um... Right, slept in a bit. All right, so I'll have, um, oh yeah, good morning, God. Um, I'll have a three-verse scripture with a very positive, not too challenging, fairly easygoing moral compass. And can you make that to go, God? Because, um, yeah, I'm already late. Okay, thanks. I'll talk to you later. Don't forget whatever is spoken from this pulpit has had to be dealt with first <laughs> over here. You know, God, why do you have to wake me up early? Like, why can't you download stuff like when I'm awake? He's like, because you're so busy running around avoiding me, girly girl. (laughs) So, Psalm 119. Yeah, we're going to stay in Psalms today. This is in the message. Psalm 119 verse 9 to 16. <coughs> How can a young person live a clean life? Answer. By carefully reading the map of your word. I'm reading this from the message. I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs you've posted. I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't send myself bankrupt. Or another version. How can a young person keep their life pure? By living in keeping with your word. I trust in you with all my heart. Don't let me wander away from your commands. I have hidden them in my heart so that I won't sin against you. You see, the good thing is we don't have to add all the extra cream, sugar, ice, you know, ice it. Up, water it down because everything we need to have a more pure walk with God is right here. Right here. And God's so amazing that He's even put a speed dial version because He knows what we're like right here in Psalm 119. 
how can a young person live a clean life? Now, I, I did think that I might just like just a little bit like young and hip today, you know, like some call it denial, some call it just like God speaking to me as a young person today. <laughs> how can a young person live a clean life? So I'm going to start and basically I'm just going to take line by line and break it down because sometimes when we're reading through Psalms, I know that I can actually get a bit like, oh, David, you know, because everything that is in here and in here, he wrote it down or somebody else wrote it down for him or he sung it to somebody and then they scribed it and, and sometimes just like, oh, it's just too emotional. Can I just get to the good bit? Because usually you're reading it when you're feeling that same stuff at the beginning and it's like, oh, I just don't want to go there. But that's where, you know, I can tell you guys, I have, this has been hard this week, this work. Usually when 3P says, hey, you're going to be on the preaching roster, I'm like, yeah, right, good. I've got something stirring and then it builds and builds and builds and then I just have to share it. This has been tough. I actually asked my team at school for prayer on Friday because I was like, guys, like, <laughs> I'm getting worried that I haven't got anything that's sitting in my spirit. And yet, oh, look, in my daily journals, here's this. And then, bam. So I know that I know that I know. And we're just going to take each line and just in my tenure way, I'm just going to break it down. Okay, so... You know, you're not going to get like the five <laughs> precepts to something, something, because my brain just doesn't work that way. So this is, this is the tenure interpretation of what God wants us for us today. Verse 9, how can a young person live a clean life? I know it states a young person here. And all the commentaries I was reading do say that it was for young people of the day. But... You know, we're still young in the Lord, right? And I don't know, but as it's funny the older you get or the longer you've walked with the Lord, like even just, just life, it's like when I was something years old, 20-something, I was like, ah, I've got this, I'm on the worship team, I run a home group and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm at something else and it's like... <laughs> Do I even know? Do I even know God? Like, because you just, the older you get, the more you realise, you know, because there's less of you as you're walking your journey and you're not filling yourself with all of yourself and God's like, I've been trying to show you this stuff for years and now you're finally young enough to receive it. So what is clean living? I know now that we, like, it's kind of a catchphrase. It's, it's the right, you know, oh, I'm trying my clean living, which is great. Like, I really love, I have changed some dietary habits and I can tell you, like, I love it. If I use the term clean living maybe five years ago, maybe more, you know, it wasn't quite the buzzword. Like, we, there were still lots of packaged foods and things and people were getting sick, but, but there wasn't a lot of research into, you know, it's what you're putting in your bodies, guys. And, but now, I don't even, it's not even a buzzword. Like, this is just a way of life, okay? There are many books, there are TED Talks, podcasts and endless opinions on how to live cleanly. So I Googled some stuff 
personal trainer and co-author of the Clean Living book series, Scott Gooding says, food can either be our medicine and foster good health or it can be toxic. And one of the simplest choices we can make on a day-to-day -day basis is optimise our health with what we choose to put in our mouth. Okay, so this is like, uh, yeah, yay. It is. A nutritionist, Angela Greeley, this was from the same article, she agrees saying hunger means that most of us often eat without thinking. But clean living is about staying mindful. Mindful of what you're putting in your body. Mindful of keeping a healthy home environment and mindful of minimising your environmental footprint. So being mindful, don't just grab something. And we do that with the word. We do that with the word. We go, okay, um, you know, so much to do. So I'm just going to, I am hungry. I am hungry for your word, God. I do know that I need you and I need you to fill me. But can we just have the fast food option today? And then we wonder why we're sick spiritually. I've got a whole like tenure theory on stuff and I really believe that what you put in, like, but this isn't just a new stuff. Like, God already put it in the Bible. <laughs> he gave it to people to write in the Bible and if we just follow it, I don't know, do you think we'd be healthier? Maybe. So, because we, in like 2021, we're like, you know what? We are so enlightened. We've got all of this, as I said, all of this um, research that's been done. Just do your research in the Bible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'll just, I'll keep going. It's already in there. Okay, verse 10. It says, by carefully reading the map of your word. I really liked the way that the message kind of um, put these words because, you know, you get used to reading a certain um, translation, but it's, it's like, oh, okay, I'll try and interpret it that how I mean now. And that's why I really like the message. By carefully. So the first thing is, how can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map of your word. Maps give direction, <coughs> they give perspective and they always show you where north is in relation to where you want to go. You know, like the compass. I don't know, do they teach kids how to read a compass anymore? Oh, it's on your phone, you don't need a compass. <laughs> Maps, you know, Siri or whoever, Google. Hey Google, do you want to hear a funny, funny story? It's funny because it's not about me. <laughs> Who's ever said, hey, Google, and it doesn't answer? <laughs> so because you weren't listening, Google, Google, hey, Google, hey, Google, hey, Google. <laughs> Put your hand up if you've ever done that. <laughs> up high. Oh, Katie has to. Hey, Google. <laughs> so by carefully reading the map of your word. Whose word? The word, God's word. Maps guide us in the right direction. Even if we have to turn it around, it matters not the way you're holding your map. 
whether it's this way, whichever way your brain works, that you need to know how to read that map. It's the way God's made you. And if you have to turn the map upside down and you're still going in the same direction, are you still going in the same direction? Yes, you are. Is north still north in relation to where you are? Yes, it is. It matters not where you're reading in your daily readings. If he's got something to say and somewhere to take you, you'll find it in exactly that spot. Verse 11, I'm in single-minded, I'm single-minded in pursuit of you. Philippians 3, 4 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. disregarding its shame because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. See, too often we get that, you know, uncomfortable and we're enduring life and, and, you know, we just think that, you know, God's mad at me. That's it. He's testing me. Might be testing you. I know that over the years... As stuff comes, I, I can't even tell you the stuff that, you know, happens when you're trying to take ground. And I'm sure that most of you would have a bit of an inkling, you know. I'm going to step. God wants me to go this way. I'm going to go this way. Bam. Oh, maybe you don't want me to go that way. I'm going to go over here. Oh, look, not in following God's direction now. So I'm fine. So I'm fine. So I must be in God's will, right? Too often we have heard that. I have learned to ask my husband, have you prayed for being stretched, being patient, new direction, any of the above? Have you prayed any of that recently? And he's like, yeah, I might have. Okay, give me a heads up. CC me into that prayer chain, please. And now, now we have, whether it's together, whether it's separately, it's like, God, I know that on the other side of this, you are smiling. You are laughing because you can see where you're taking me. And so you can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Please give me a little bit of that in this moment when I'm crying and saying, what are you doing? I love that. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Talk about single-minded, disregarding its shame. Because it's not about us. We want it to be so badly. It's not about us. Sometimes I'll actually say, well, if it was good enough for Jesus to have people like throw stones and spit and whatever, okay, I'm in good company. Verse 12 Don't let me miss the road signs that you've posted. I really like the way that that was worded. Um, In other translations it says, don't let me wander away from your commands. But I like this. Don't let me miss the road signs that you've placed in front of me, that you have posted. Now roads would be very dangerous if there were no road signs. (laughs) Like just take a moment. Road signs keep us informed of the condition of the road and the most safest way to get to our destination. 
Is that 80 sign a mere suggestion? <laughs> I'm, I may get a little bit impatient on the road. <laughs> and then when you have a learner driver, you see that come out. <laughs> oh, no, she's not a learner anymore. <laughs> oh. That's why I say be safe on the road because I know who taught you how to drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you say true? <laughs> they would be, imagine, imagine driving down the road and, you know, there's all these kangaroos jumping out on the road, which is perfectly, you know, like a plausible thing to happen here. And, you know, you didn't have a sign to make sure that you're watching out for that. And then you're like, where did these come from? You know, like they, they, there are signs that tell us what we need to do. These are all on the road, like all as you're driving there. There are warning signs. There are, remember to slow down because there's a 60s zone coming up. Can I just say, please, please pay attention to that 60 ahead zone sign? Because smiling and just going, I don't know isn't enough and it will give you a big fine. It in yeah, oh, I won't go there. A different story, somebody else's story. The one that's in my notes. So we're talking about the road signs that he has posted for us. And this is, um, in 1967, on Sunday, September the 3rd, Sweden changed from driving on the left-hand side of the road to driving on the right. As you might imagine, this switch was anything but easy. I mean, just trying to get kids to walk from one side of the school to the other, let alone changing a whole country's, you know, side of the road they drive in. The decision to move to the other side of the road was not taken lightly. In fact, it had been voted down during preceding decades. So this was a decision that was going on for a long time. In 1955, a popular referendum showed that 83% of the Swedish population was opposed to the change. Let's put it to the people and see if they're going to say yes. I haven't, I don't think I've seen a referendum yet that has had a yes vote. However, in May 1963, the Swedish parliament voted overwhelmingly in favour of implementing the switch to right side driving with all of their Sweden's neighbouring countries driving on the right, it made sense for them to do the same. Also, despite the left-hand driving rule, cars in Sweden typically had the steering wheel on the left, leading to many accidents. So there's, you know, reasons why. Now, preparing the country for change, for this change was costly and complicated. Traffic lights had to be reversed, Road signs changed, intersections redesigned, lines on the road repainted, buses modified, and the bus stops moved. A massive PR com campaign was conducted to reconcile the public to the change and educate them on how it would be implemented. Well, that tells me that everything has been planned for, so of course it's going to work. We have designed all this stuff. We have paid money into change. We have educated the public. They even had their own logo, which appeared on everything from milk cartons, 
to underwear and a song contest and the winning tune was, I will not read this in Swiss, was Keep to the Right, Svensson, <laughs> by the Telestars. So I'm sure that was a very popular song. People are humming it. So you have got a plan. You have got the plan put into motion. You have got everything set in place. There's even a song to get people to humming, you know, when they're drinking the milk. Yep, keep to the right, keep to the right. Finally, everything was ready to go. At 4.50 a.m. on September the 3rd, 1967, as crowds of people gathered to watch. That's always going to be good. All vehicles were instructed to come to a halt. Why are they all on the road at 4.50 in the morning? I don't know. Then they were directed to move carefully from the left side of the road to the right and wait. Do you hear anything else in there? No. Just move from this side to this side and wait. At the stroke of five, following a radio countdown, an announcement was made. Sweden now has right-hand driving and the traffic was allowed to resume. Time magazine called the event a brief but monumental traffic jam. All the planning, all the signs changed. All you had to do was go from this side to this side. And if you Google it, if I, um, I didn't, I would have liked to have printed a big picture. Google the picture of Sweden going from left to right. Like, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Don't let me miss, don't let me be like those people. Don't let me miss the signs on the road that you've posted. Come down to verse 15. I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart. Other translations, I have hidden your word in my heart. What do you keep in a vault? Anything? Just... I'm just heading down to the vault today. Okay, hon, I'm going down to the vault and I'm just going to go and put my thongs that I bought from Kmart in the vault, okay? See you soon. No, we don't keep common things in the vault. We keep rare and valued things. And there are protocols and processes, proof of identity needed and high security. And that's just to go in. That's just for the people who have permission to enter. That's just for the people who are meant to be there. So much goes into because these are places of high value. This is, this is your heart. So let's, you know, I know you've all got a picture of a vault now. Imagine that as your heart. Philippians 4 verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you see the theme? His peace will guard your heart. There are over 20 verses in the Bible that tell us to guard our heart. Perhaps it's time to upgrade our own security to the vault of our heart. 
What are we letting past the scanners? Are the doors even closed to, you know, like unwanted stuff? Is the door wide open? Maybe first we actually have to have a look at that. And I say we because it's not just here at Live City. Like this is, this is, this is everyone. This is one of those like, oh, I wish we, everyone who understood how much God wants us to succeed in life got this. You know, I can tell you when we last travelled as a family, however many years ago, we were um, watched far more carefully in our own country than when we got to other countries. We want to look in every bag. Oh, um, sir, where are you going? I am that person who randomly gets picked for gun residue every single time. Every single time, you know? And in our own country, do not smile at them. They will not smile back. They'll just go and check something else in your bag. Sir, why do you have this ninja star in your luggage? Do you understand that you should have packed your own bag? Yeah, I packed my own bag. Can you explain this ninja star? What was it? It was my Batman buckle. <laughs> A Batman buckle? Can you please explain this ninja star? And they still didn't laugh. They still didn't laugh. Our own country. We go overseas and they're like, yeah, okay, fine, go through you. There's too many of you. Right? Are we being that cautious with what comes in here? I don't think I can look at anybody in the eye. I might start crying. Because it's so easy to let that unwanted stuff in. It's so easy to let an enemy in here that we think that we're crippled and that, but God's like, my peace will guard your heart and your mind. All you have to do is live in me. Verse 16, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart or I've hidden your word in my heart so I won't sin myself bankrupt. That was that version. The other one is so that I can sin against you. But I like this because it's keeping yourself accountable as yourself. The other one is so I won't sin against you. It makes it, it finishes with you thinking about the other person. Whereas this, so I won't sin myself bankrupt. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. When you declare bankruptcy, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. That's, I mean, the wages of sin. Now, just on a side note, I've thought about this before. The wages of sin is death. Why, why do you get a wage? Because you go to work. So I have to work for sin to die. But the free gift of God is eternal life. He's given it to me. I don't have to work for it, but I do have to work for sin. Bankruptcy is, you know, you have to declare it. It's a legal thing because you're unable to pay your debts. Oh. We were bankrupt. Not, not, not me. <laughs> no, we as, as 
pre-Christian people, (laughs) were bankrupt because we couldn't possibly pay our debts. But Jesus paid for it in full. We're so busy working for sin that we don't even realise how bankrupt we are until Jesus goes, I did it for you. And I counted it as joy because I could see what was on the other side. We need to stop living as if we have to pay this debt ourselves. Okay? I don't know how many times, like I have these conversations with my kids. Okay, it's done. But what about blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. It's done. All you need to do is this step, this step, this step. But mum, what if blah, blah, blah happens? No, it's paid or whatever the situation is. All you need to do, can you hear God saying that to us? It's paid. I don't want to, I've actually forgotten about it already. Why are we going around this thing again? Why are we doing it? We need to stop living as if we have to pay this debt ourselves. Okay, here's a freebie. It's paid. So that means when you're walking in like the direction that God's got you and the enemy goes, oh, sorry, that's my territory. You go, sorry, toll's paid. I hope this person is still here tomorrow when I go on Monday. Oh, Monday after Sunday is like, poof, your <laughs> So the Bible keeps you from sin. And we go, yep, yep. And sin keeps you from the Bible. can't read today, God. I've got no time. So this was just a tiny, tiny snippet of Psalm 119. But there's something interesting about the whole of Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm in the book of Psalms. It is also the longest section of scripture specified by verses. There are 176 verses in this psalm. So that's like, you know, a whole series and then some worth. This particular psalm praises... I thought this was so cool. Like, God, you're so cool. This particular psalm praises the word of God by using every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Each section of this psalm uses a different Hebrew letter to begin each line. How cool. Don't tell me that this is coincidence, that this is just chance, that, you know, Tanya went, "Mm," and there's something. Somebody needs to hear, like, how intentional God is to get our attention. So each line, actually, when I was reading, I was like, I wonder why these little bits are in here. (laughs) I'll just read to the next bit. Intentional, he's trying to get our attention. There are lessons within each psalm that teach us God's word is able to address all situations in life. I've written if, but I'm going to say when we trust him. When we trust in him. It's, enough to, it's not enough to say, yeah, I trust you. I actually had that conversation with David in the car. We were driving home um, last Tuesday 
in the middle of what potentially was going to be another massive storm. Um, the sky was very green. We've already had one car smash to big massive like hail. And I had a little boy who was in the house when the hail hit our house and he recognised that the skies are dark and green and we somehow have to drive home in that. And he started like, but what if, mum, what if, what if, what if, you know, of course I'm so calm, <laughs> trying to get home, don't talk to me. And he's like, but what if, what if there's that big hail again? And what if, what if it starts? And of course it was big fat ploppy rain, so it sounds like hail on the top of the car. And, you know, I'm like, I'm still half an hour from home. I don't want to go under a tree. All this stuff's going in my head as I'm trying to be really calm for my kid, who's usually not a freak out kid, is freaking out. And I said, it's all good. We're going to pray and we're going to pray on the way home. And he's like, okay, good. What if that doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? And I found myself going, actually, not very, you know, like it's a stressful situation. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? <sighs> yeah, but, 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 no, no, no buts. Do you trust me to get from here to home in the safest way that I know possible? And we are going to give it to God and he's going to drive us home. funny how I'm like that as a, you know, in that situation. Meanwhile, oh, God, we've got this building. Do you know that we, we've got a building to go into? Do you know it's going to cost, you know, everything, every money thing that comes this way, every board meeting, every blah, blah, blah. Do you trust me? Yeah, because you've told us we're going to get a building. But what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Do you trust me? Not just for us as Life City Church, do you trust me in your home? Oh, I've got another email from my kid's teacher. <laughs> oh, man, all my skeletons are coming out today. You know, oh, oh, oh. do you think maybe it's because you haven't put some stuff set, you know, Tanya, in your house? Well, I've been busy. Do you trust me? God said, saying that, do you trust me? The first eight verses of Psalm 119. You're, you are blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. He doesn't want perfection, guys. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road that he set. Oh, that my steps, oh, you, God, prescribed the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learn the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. <laughs> Please don't give up on me. Right there is, I mean, that's just the first eight verses of that. But, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. God, I'm going to do this. And then, oh, King David, just don't give up on me, God. He's like, do you trust me? I want to go back to the concept as I close of clean living with this. So Angela Greeley, the nutritionist, said, 
clean living is about staying mindful. Mindful of what you're putting in your body, mindful of keeping a healthy home environment and mindful of minimising your environment, em, environmental footprint. Let's add to this already like so apt statement and put it in God's love language. Living a pure life, living a pure life is about staying mindful. Mindful of what you're putting in your body, mind and soul. Mindful of keeping a healthy home environment. What are you watching? What are your kids watching? What are they listening to? What are they coming home from school saying? What, what are their behaviours showing you? What are you saying? What are you speaking over them? What are you speaking over yourself? And being mindful of minimising your environmental footprint. Is your life a testimony to the Lord? Do people see you and go, oh, I know she's dealing with some stuff right now, but why is she still smiling? Being mindful by reading, meditating and hiding his word in your guarded heart. Let's pray. God, we just thank you that you are just so amazing that even all those years ago when you were thinking about us, when you were knitting us in our mother's womb, that you had this stuff already for us, that you knew that we were going to need it and you knew we were going to need it on speed dial as we take on far too many things. And God, I thank you that even in the midst of all that stuff, you are so gracious to us. That even in this moment, you say, here you go, here's your gem, here you go. God, we just want to say that we are so sorry that we have not taken the time to guard our hearts. And yet in this moment, you're saying it's my peace that's going to guard your heart and your mind. And God, we just want to say thank you for that. I want to say thank you that you have given this to us, that you've given this to us so easily to be able to be consumed. So I pray that as we go from this place, as we go into our you know, whirlwinds tomorrow, whatever that may mean, God, that we can take this, take this with us. We can meditate on it so that we can live for your glory. Amen. Thank you for joining Life City Church. And we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.